Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This is a new old order, and I am Chancellor Zane C. Weber of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the seas. One who's an idiot, and the other who's also an idiot. Oh, me first. It's me, Sebastian, <laughs> of the United States of World America. Is that what we do? It's been so long since we've sat down. Is that all I say? You're actually in charge of Andropolia now. It's me, your fascist dictator. Sebastian of Andropolis. What's fascist about Andropolis? I'm just saying buzzwords. <laughs> Communism. We love it. Wait, no, that's me. That's, that's over here. Um, we sure love squishing of human rights and ethnics. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> ethnics. Yeah, we hate the ethnics in Andropolia. No, right? or Andropolis, no, as I call it from a, now on. It's a corporate paradise. Can we change its official name? Because I'm calling it Andropolis for this entire this entire arc. Don't. That's very disrespectful. Yeah, sir. yeah but I'm the leader, so I can do it. <laughs> I'm Andrew Schussler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. And if you're joining us for the first time, what we do is we each control a virtual nation on a virtual nation simulator, nationstates.net. And we deal with the issues that approach our country every week while trying to stick to our own political ideologies. Oh, and there's a backlog of cases. Isn't there, though? No preference. Just first one off the top. Okay. I'll go first, Well, that's, then. H- that's how the Submericans do it. <laughs> it's true. Just, it's just don't like, don't, don't worry read about, them. No, don't. We, we don't need to prioritise anything. Just read the first one as it comes off the top Barely of the pile. even read the answers. <laughs> I was elected to lead. Roll a dice. Not to read. <laughs> So who's actually going? I can go first. No, Zane Australia has, has, has an issue. To refresh me, because it has been 15 months since yes. we sat down at this table... Are you running you? or is I'm running me and you two have switched. Oh, okay. So it's like a Mexican standoff, except one of them went home. <laughs> so it's just a regular standoff. Hey, 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 we just trusted the dice. All hail the polyhedral lords. That's that's how South America does things, you know, randomly. Uh, Zane Australia, however, wants to think a little bit and its students are having an issue. Sheepish students. A school in the tiny village of Piddleton that lies in a sparsely populated and mountainous district of Australia has just enrolled 24 sheep from a nearby farm as students. The inability to fill the student number quotas mandated by the (laughs) local authority that helped to keep schools financially viable would have otherwise meant the closure of the school. Bureaucracy is strong. Bureaucracy is strong. Thank you. <laughs> there are five options here, and I'm going to pick the best one. Number I, one. I, I mean, this this reminds me of my favourite uh, Reddit or subreddit of malicious compliance. Yes, yeah. Of yeah. Just finding these ridiculous <laughs> ways that are that are that are. It doesn't game say legal. anywhere in the rule book <laughs> that they can't be sheep. It's exactly like game legal, but so <laughs> against the spirit of the of the exercise. 
What other choice did I have? Bemoans school head teacher Mike Cooper as he points out the village of Piddleton on a map to alleviate everyone's curiosity. This is the only school in Piddleton, and it has served our community for four generations. The next nearest school is a two-hour commute away. In a village of our size, these quotas are impossible to fill. You cannot allow local governments to impose these restrictions on any school, especially in rural districts, to do away with the bureaucracy and basically custom-make rule per the need. Now... The, the issue that you have <clears throat> is that you have nationalised all schools. There is a national curriculum. There is. With the... Oh, over- no, actually there isn't because I encountered the same issue that you had early on in which we allowed schools to create their own curriculum. Ah, okay. Yes. But in this case, the local authority, which is the local government right. of an area, has said all schools in this area must have at least this many right. students. But yeah. presumably that's because there's some national standard for what facilities a school needs to have, yeah. regardless of the en- enrolment. Yes. And so to make yeah. it financially viable, they're imposing quotas and saying, if we don't get these quotas, uh, we can't make the school work because... It's local government gone mad. There are, I mean, there are similar regulations for um, uh, medicine, for doctor surgeries yes. in, yeah, yeah. in Australia, where you'll, you'll find a lot of little boutique surgeries are going out of business or just closing because they're starting the, the regulations for them uh, for, for every surgery having to have um, uh, not necessarily a CAT scan machine but but an MRI facility or yes, an X-ray yeah. facility and they have to have them in order to qualify to be registered yes, as, a, as, yep. a, as a thing and for, for smaller rural places that just isn't possible so it ends up being that the only place that can afford those things is the local hospital mm-hmm. which is government funded anyway and you have no other option in a rural place other than to go to a government hospital and to get that healthcare. is 100% against the Australian way which is decentralised <laughs> uh, option number two I've heard that in Osblick they combine classes in rural communities for example putting students from grade 5 and grade 6 together in one class. Recalls I was in a composite class. I also. 3-4. Uh, in 4-5 and 5-6. I was not, and I am the beacon of um, intelligence. So <laughs> I can speak against this. I took senior German, and because combined, year 11 and 12, there were only like you know 10 students, they used to run a two-year curriculum and just swap it over um, mm. for every... So... Yeah. So, so for one year, you know, I would come in in, in grade eleven, right, and enter in into the two year curriculum at whatever point it was. And when I started in grade twelve, the new people in grade eleven coming in, we'd all be learning the same thing, yeah. and it would just rotate year after year through right. this through yeah, the same two year program. So I, I guess it's a little bit of a like in that second year for you, that kind of a rehash of stuff you would have already learned. So they no, 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 it's, it's, it's just stuff. there was two years of of German to learn and. You either joined at at the start of that two years or in the middle of it, and simply did the did the first half in your in your second year if you happen to. But yeah, but when they join like an late. introductory spot where you'd have to learn like here are German vowels. Well, you're to a start su- with at, in, at senior, senior level German. It's not introduction oh, to okay, German. Sorry, that's why I was like, I feel oh, like yes, you're missing course, that yes. intro. <laughs> senior German assumes that you have done. Yeah, uh, it was intermediate. German. German. Oh, okay, sorry, I, I was pretty good. Oh, cool. It'll require a slightly <laughs> looser attitude to the national curricula and standardised teaching, but I'm sure we don't have to be that didactic. Although, in the case of this school in Piddleton, they might have to combine grades 1 to 12. 
can I vote for one thing in this? I know I don't actually have a technical vote, but it's, saying it's so important. You need to rename Piddleton to something that's less stupid. No. In fact, I'm going to name all towns Piddleton. Okay, listen, <laughs> you did this to yourself. That was so easy. <laughs> that's, that's not on the surface a silly idea. One to twelve is a huge. No, gap, no, no. Though. I mean, you could you could break down uh, a lot of different subjects, right, into into twelve different grades of difficulty, right? So that in grade one, you would be introduced to elementary biology, economics, uh, mathematics, done at that initial level, and then you just every year you continue building on those on all on all those principles that you established in the first year. I, it's it's I mean, not it's not without merit is 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 what I'm saying. Oh no, absolutely! I thought you said it, on the surface level, it doesn't seem stupid. And no, then, it doesn't seem stupid to it, combine years one to twelve into one class right. and be teaching the same material. But when you dig down, it's still not stupid. <laughs> I think it's stupid on face value <laughs> and when we break it down Why? a little bit. There, there are there are schools in yeah. small communities that have basically all the all the, all the children in the local area, be that like twelve or, or twenty. Um, all in one classroom and the teacher basically just has to assign work for each different level. That seems awful for the teacher as well. No, I imagine no, you because, get two living at least. No, because if you're teaching the same subject to everybody, then all you have to do is... Um, change how you explain uh, things, I guess, to each other. Yeah, yeah the, 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 level of, the level of explanation and, or expertise that you're, that you're trying to impose. I feel impose. like tech is the missing key here. Like, I feel like if you had each kid with an individual computer I'm sure learning we'll individual stuff, <laughs> perhaps... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, it feels like having a one human doing all of those things all at once yeah. feels like someone's going to fall through. And also, But also, it says, taking a laxer attitude towards national curricula and standardised teaching, which I am also for. Mm. So at the moment, option number two. You realise you select that option and nation state's going to be like, Zane Australians seniors learn how many sides a square has. Like, that's what they're going to say to <laughs> of you. Of course. Right? No, it's going to be something about learning how to sheep yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Let's learn how many sides a sheep has. Yeah, there are Andropolian schools that are entirely dedicated to sheep <laughs> shearing. <That's right. laughs> how are we going to fork out for schools with only a handful of children in them? Complains Barack Yahafa Ricard, governor of the Locality Education Board, pocketing one f- a one frugal coin she has spotted on the floor. <laughs> if schools cannot fill their student number quota, then quite simply, it is not economical to continue financing them, close the schools down, and the little tykes will have to get their education in the nearest town. I mean... I'm actually, I'm actually for that, to be honest. Why? Was that to centralise schools even further? If you've got, if specifically, I don't mind like the idea of a country school, but if there's just not enough people there to, to make it, you know, make sense to exist. Having people, you know, have the commute in to the city as well, honestly, a bit more of an experience. If they're stuck in the rural environment anyway, what's the worst case scenario? Now they're going to also learn about a city environment? That seems like just just take school out of thing. In Life this, lessons, that's going to be really good for the kids. Okay, so what, you're, what case, you're saying is like, okay, all kids, wherever you are, you're at boarding school now in the city, done. And then you go home to your family and you go, I'm a city kid. Shut up, mum and dad. And then you stay in the city. And Zane Australia is about decentralising and also not 
giving a strict education, a, a, like a very strict, you know this and only this education. I said yes to 95% of that, only for the schools that can't, <laughs> and don't have enough kids to support themselves. I'm not saying close every country school, but honestly, given the chance, I would. Yeah, the correct, would. Yeah, what are we breeding racists and fucking climate change deniers there? I come from the country, Sam. Yeah, I know. And the, you're correct, <laughs> wait, the correct decision to make is to abolish- Schools. And, and national schools altogether, <laughs> government schools. If people no, if, if parents, if it comes up, just like an Andropolia, if parents want to collectively come together and have some sort of school environment, they're welcome to do that. But it's not going to be imposed I have on them. Been playing a lot of Civilization Five, the video game, and you, you should what? upgrade to six because it is yeah, I remarkable. Missed, I missed the um the discount window where it was twenty dollars. Now it's back up to ninety. I'm not doing that. Um, <laughs> Good idea. And I've never once <laughs> been like, oh, finally, I've made it to the information era. Oh, wouldn't it be cool if I could downgrade myself to the Renaissance again? No, nobody does that. We've got these wonderful, vast cities full of their technology and all. Oh, some great teachers no. there. Let's downgrade our kids on purpose no, no, back no. to the fucking boondocks. No, no one would actively do that. You, you don't, don't downgrade. No, Seb, it is you, a downgrade. No, it's, it's not a downgrade. <laughs> you can have a resurgence of Renaissance learning and, and a new appreciation for it. A tractor is a tractor. What do you mean? Well, no, defense rests. <laughs> Same, please continue. Also, a, a, renaissance, <laughs> a renaissance learning situation uh, requires a lot of servants. Option number four. <laughs> Let's not be too hasty, though. Adds First Minister Fad Zom, who heads the developed government of the district. All you actually need to do is take a step back and give more power to devoted devolved governments to finance their own services. For example, it would be very useful if we were able to control industrial income and sales taxation in our devolved areas. Keep funds out of the hands of central government, put into the hands of responsible devolved districts. We'll soon be able to fund Piddleton School as well as other projects of local importance. Decentralization. No, but it relies on all that money being pulled together in the first place and redistributed. That's not decentralized. Well, let's see if let's see if the uh well it's it's less centralized than a national curriculum. It's basically splitting it up into regional curriculums. At the school level for that local community, yes, they they are they have some budget that is assigned I guess on their population, you know, offset by by their ruralness. Yes. Uh, or however, so that so that those dollars match city dollars in in a yeah. sense as far as school funding is concerned but that's all coming from a central pool that's not decentralized i feel like homeschooling is the quick answer here right if there's not enough <laughs> if there's not enough kids for a school just make homeschooling them homeschool? would require people to solve their own problems sebastian and that's not what nation states is about just add some like <laughs> that's tax exactly benefit. what andropolia is about <laughs> just add some benefit to them if they open up a little homeschool situation i don't have that option oh. i have one more option i would like to get to it is finally it, is it banning all education across the nation these sheeps are so cute and fluffy Coup's second grader, Lana Farnsworth, as she presents me with a scarf made from her classmate's hair. I love studying with sheep. They help me to study better. Every classroom should have sheep in them, or goats, <laughs> or cows. What option number was that? Five. How many veto points do I have left? <laughs> <laughs> so you would have to spend six, six to, to, get, to, to make, make you go that one. Have a, every, every class be a petting zoo. <laughs> It's really exciting. I'm not doing that because I don't think it's that negative of a result on him. No, there's good reasons to do that. 
No, it's in like it's I'm impractical not in the city. Six zero points. I mean, <laughs> because it feels like it's un- I'm not doing enough damage for wasting six zero points. Seb or investing, I could invest them a lot better into other things <laughs> than having it's a true. Here or there. He might have to face off with Andy at some point. That's all true. I suspect you're going to go with option four, which is just um, to assign some budget and let local communities discern exactly how they're going to I'm spend it. Actually, more leaning towards option number two, which uh, restricts national curricula and standardized teaching and gives it back to the schools. Okay. Yeah. Uh, while I, I, I don't. Does that address the funding issue, though? Well, the, basically, the basic, and that's also combining grades. I see. Okay. Yeah. Oh, 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 of course. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So schools can teach in a manner and and a, a content of which suits the students that they have. Okay. Uh, so that's the option I'm going to go. Unless anyone wants to spend a ridiculous amount of points. It's to really foil tempting me. to make you get sheep everywhere, but no, it's fine. Andy's, I feel, is checking the balance. No, no, no. That's okay. A, I'm I'm prepared to uh, uh, make this make this law. Okay. So I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to click the button. Right now. Very good. Uh, Bemused school kids colour in their favourite quadratic equations with crayons. <laughs> uh, paper factory built too close to match factory, coroner rules. Uh, handrail should not be optional, coroner opines. Oh, I feel like this is a bad thing. <laughs> uh, rurals and Australians predict bumper harvest. The biggest up at 0.75% is weather. Uh <laughs> Biggest down at 0.83% authoritarianism. So nice. virtually nothing happened. <laughs> the sun came out one extra hour. I will say <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of things in there, but they're all less than you... Actually, they're all, most of them are less than 0. To begin with, the <laughs> issue wasn't saying that all rural communities are suffering this. It's this one specific yeah. Yeah. town that had this problem addressed. I'll go next, Seb, if you don't mind. Oh, Since I'd... you'll be making the decision, I feel that's <laughs> that makes sense to continue along that line. You can get your poor decision-making out of the way. So then I get hit with your consequences for that afterwards. Paving the way okay. for freedom and liberty to yeah. reign in world America. And, and, as well as guns and death. It's fine. I'm, I <laughs> am acid. a benevolent and kind leader. Mm. I pressed the big red button. <laughs> <laughs> is, is there an option? Affecting all. That's exactly Good. right, yeah. A recently released book authored by Sabrina Haskell, your former human services minister, has highlighted the financial and mental health concerns of parents in Andropolia. The book has thrust the issue of of childcare back into the public spotlight. You're going to hate me on this one. Not necessarily. Oh, I can, no, we've had this argument before, I think. <laughs> well, you just heard what my position is on, on education. But was I listening? That Kill the children. Yeah, <laughs> that was my option. Parents have responsibility. Yeah, we're going parents to do- have the responsibility to, to teach kids unless I'm allowed uh, to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are five oh, options okay alright Seb so concentrate if- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how much more I can take <laughs> without government support complains a visibly stressed out mother while desperately trying to console her screaming child between working two jobs and raising a child I don't know how I'm managing to hold it together the government needs to start getting involved before there is a mass mental breakdown. If you gave parents a tax credit and invest in some mental health initiatives, it would really help. I won't somebody please think of the children. I feel bad that she's raising one child and needs two jobs to support them. Your minimum wages must suck. 
<laughs> that's Weird to make that about something entirely different. <laughs> but I'm just saying, she's got two jobs and only one kid. As long as she's, you do not, not have, have twelve said, kids or something. You do not have enough information to conclude that that is the situation. <laughs> it sounds like it might be. Oh, right, no, if she's a bitch who cannot hold down a decent relationship because she she just isn't isn't communicative with her partner, then that may be the reason why she's single. That may be the reason why she. I didn't. I'm not, I wasn't talking about why she's single. I'm just saying if she has to have two jobs to support one kid, and it's a struggle from there on in. There's, there's obviously a problem there with the money that's coming through. Maybe right? one of those maybe, jobs maybe is she, like a crystal interpreter. Maybe oh. she's not very good as an employee. I mean, and so she, and, and so she her she time management seems ace if she's got two jobs and a kid. Though you don't have enough information I've to re- conclude I've anything. I've already about ruled that. in her favor, Andrew. I hate you, Seb. <laughs> Number two. The problem is that these fathers and mothers obviously have no idea how to do their job, counters your education minister while raising her voice over the tantrum-throwing toddler. Parents need to understand budgeting, stress management, and how to calm down screaming infants. I propose mandatory parenting classes for adults and teenagers alike. Mm. The government should take away children (laughs) from those who fail the testing. Sure, that would mean investing more in the education budget, but won't you please think of the children? I see a pattern forming. I'm so okay. Let me break that one yeah, down. Yeah, please. <laughs> so, <clears throat> what we need to do is spend government money. I'm like it so that far. we take from the parents. Oh, I hate it. To, res- to 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 educate parents according to the government's wishes mm. and steal their children if they're mm. doing too well. Yeah, enough. that's exactly right. That's I'm, stolen generation. Yeah, right there. <laughs> I was going to say I'm not opposed to like social workers coming through and taking kids out of bad situations, but not under the guise of a written exam. That, that's that's different than you know breaking into a crack house and taking some kids out of it. You know, <laughs> so um. Hard pass on that one. What if, what, if, what, if, what if one of the questions on the exam is, should children live in a crack house? Oh, and if they tick yes to that one, yeah. then yeah, you can take them away. Okay, so he's agreeing. Yeah. Maybe that's... that's his you say stolen generation, I say if saved generation. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we got cancelled. There are crack houses, guys, and there are crack houses. Some of them are quite nice. Some of them pay taxes. Yeah, some of them have a cleaner. Ooh. They see that they're paying a poor person to clean. <laughs> I, I, mean, I know crack, crack, crackheads will clean for crack. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> Number three, you are all missing the obvious solution. Cause your incredibly mature sixteen-year-old niece as she ca- calms down the crying infant. What Andropoli needs is a national babysitting and nanny program. Parents obviously need a break from the stresses of child rearing, and people need to know that their lives aren't going to be interrupted by screaming kids. Then don't have kids. By enlisting the help of babysitters and nannies across the country, along with investments in daycare and childcare programs, this problem will be a thing of the past. Your niece hands you the baby. Isn't he adorbs? Childcare centres, that part there is actually kind of appealing to me. The stupid nanny and babysitter thing, it's irrelevant to me. I don't think having a night off here... Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. 
people there <clears> is going to make a huge difference. It's nice, don't get right. me wrong, but it's not going to. That's not going to save everyone. Um, I know at least in Australia, day kissenters really, really fucking expensive. Like I know a few of the people that I work with. I work. Do you know with why the they're expensive, Sam? Please go on. Because they're subsidised. So you reckon if they weren't subsidised, they'd be less expensive? If there was no government involvement, then that would mean they would have to stand on their own feet. They would be a business like any other business mm. that isn't subsidised, and you have to have to provide a service for your clients. Okay. Because I say the main issue I, I have from the mothers that I work with is any given day, if their kids at daycare and they're at work, they're roughly losing about half of that day's wages, if not a little bit more, on mm-hmm. putting the kid there. So if they make 200 in the day, they might be actually walking away with $40 in pocket and you know 160 gone to the daycare centre. They're very, very expensive. Tell me For what, what could just be a leash and a, and a clothesline outside? <laughs> could just be a leash. Could just be a leash. Could clothesline. just be a leash. Like, that's probably legal, right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. If there is good value in setting up a daycare, there's no reason why people can't do that on their own without a government involvement. You, can you explain? The, you're saying that because okay. the government subsidizes it, me. it's more expensive. Can you just can you walk me through that Absolutely. process? Absolutely. Yes. So, so, I mean, on face value, we understand the idea of government subsidization <coughs> being taking away some of the financial okay. burden of the one party. Yeah. I run a daycare center. What's it called? Okay. It's called... Uh, Paint me a picture, come on. Oh, uh, I don't know. XYZ. Okay. It seems too scientific for my kids. Well, no, ABC is already copyright. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep. Okay, so XYZ Baby Care Center. Yeah. Yep. Where your baby sleeps for most of the day. Good. X-Y- XYZs. Oh, that's okay. good. Yeah, okay. We've yeah. been, yeah. Males, females, sleeping. Yep. XYZs. Perfect. See? See, it just kind of sells yeah. itself. <laughs> Andrew. We can to buy it as a partner in this. Yeah. I'm loving it. <laughs> I run a daycare center. Yep. Right? Now, I know there's a certain amount of the population that are going to seek out my services, right? Because I know there are, there are single parents out there. Uh, there are people who have, you know, bad relationships with their, with their family members. They can't necessarily uh, take their kid over to their, to their parents' place and leave them, you know, mm-hmm. the parents who would be retired or close to retirement. Uh, maybe they can't look after them. Anyway, there, there are a certain number of people that will need my services, right? I, knowing that the government is going to hand you a check, okay, and that check is only good for spending at a daycare centre like mine or, or my friends, right? So I get together with all my friends and I say, there's all this money in this subsidy pool coming out there. We can set our prices to take all that money in without having any concern that our client base is going to fall off because it's too expensive. That money is already covered. Okay, you're describing price fixing, which is illegal, I believe, right? <clears throat> it's also- oh, and that's it. Never happens. <laughs> just like just like murder is illegal and and burglary is illegal, and it never happens anywhere because the law is perfect and everybody follows it. Also, oh, I'm just saying, price fixing is something explicit. If if, if it is just. The, the burden of the market can afford this certain amount, the, they're not going to charge less than that because they will be able to raise their prices and not lose anything. Yeah. The, the, the point is is that I, don't, I no longer have to compete for those dollars. Those dollars, because they're coming from the government, are already assigned to daycare. Yep. You're going to spend that money by, get, by getting that check. You're going to spend that money on daycare, whether it's me or my friends who run other daycare centres. I never have to worry about not getting those dollars and I set my prices accordingly. I never have to compete for those dollars. I've already got them. But okay, in this hypothetical scenario... Whereas without the check, yep. without the check, you then have an incentive, right, to shop around for daycare or 
to find options that don't involve a daycare center because you no longer have that have that money to to spend with this hypothetical scenario let's just say with with government subsidization daycare costs two hundred dollars per day which is nice round figures yeah and let's say that subsidization comes away and the government was paying let's let's say a hundred dollars just keep it nice and round wouldn't they in theory just lower themselves to like the hundred where the subsidization wasn't there and wouldn't people still be that's exactly right they'd still be out of pocket the exact same amount because the government's not giving them the extra hundred they're still losing the the hundred but the point is it would be cheaper but it's, it's it's cheaper by dollar but not cheaper in practice that hundred dollars has to come from somewhere some taxpayer somewhere gives that hundred dollars or has that hundred dollars taken and it's added to your hundred dollars i'm getting the 200 as the daycare guy if i have to compete for those dollars and i can only feasibly you know set my price at a hundred dollars without the subsidy then that hundred dollars that isn't being spent because of the subsidy gets spent somewhere else in the economy but and, every, the parents and everybody off. is better off. No, okay. Not directly. Yeah. Not directly, but they're better off because money isn't being wasted. Okay. Uh, sorry, continue. I just wanted to have a bit of a chat about that part. Good. Subsidies are evil. Mm. <clears throat> no, no, and no, number four. Claims your finance minister, who has mm. recently been named Antropolis' most eligible bachelor by Bonjour magazine. Why should my taxes have to pay for someone else's bratty kids? I'm already paying over and above these social programs that are obviously not working. Let's get rid of whatever childcare programs we have and save ourselves a bundle of amples. If you can't afford to have kids, then don't have them. Oh no, it's you. That was or just let you. them die. No, that imposes a lot of you know, individual responsibility on, on parents. No, but that's exactly what you've been saying the entire time. I that's think you ex- just quoted that's yourself. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's terrifying. No, next. Why is that terrifying? <laughs> no, no, Why he- is it terrifying for people to have, for people to be responsible for their for their decisions. No, it's terrifying that he just copied everything you've been saying since this topic came up. That was what was terrifying. There wasn't even like a, a weird nation state's twist on it. It was just exactly what you've been saying. That's what I'm going with. And number five. Ooh, I went to number five. They have it all wrong, invokes impatient company boss Al Orbison, who is infamous for his misogynistic rants. The problem isn't <laughs> that's so loaded. Yep. To just include that in <laughs> yeah. there. The problem isn't that these girls neglect their kids, oh, but that they neglect their work as well. If an employer feels his female staff are tired looking, they should be able to dismiss them from their jobs. It's for their benefit as well as ours. We just take the decision out of their hands so they don't have to worry their pretty heads. Yeah, over they just it. make the wrong one anyway, right? They're women. This is amazing. Um, I'm not going to pick that one, even though it would be hilarious to set up on you because I'm, I can't pick that option. I'm not a monster. Can you humor me and refresh you're, me? You're, you're literally the person that launched a nuke. Uh, he was the <laughs> this is the exact setup that launched the nuke. <laughs> it would be very funny to do that, but I never would. Unless. So number one yeah, number is one. to uh, give tax credits and invest in some mental health initiatives. Okay, can I ask you a person? I know you want number four. Let's say hypothetically, there's no way in hell I'm picking number four. Let's just rule that out of this discussion for the sake of it. I want number four because I always want number four. I know you do. I always want the government out and I prefer people take care of their problems themselves. I just want to know your opinion on number one versus number, I think number three was the other one. Okay, well, well, number one is to issue tax credits and uh, implement some uh, mental health initiatives. Yep. Number two is to have mandatory parenting classes. That one I don't with like, the, with, so I'm going to say no to that one. Yeah, with the threat of removing children from... Stop on generation. <laughs> yep. so, uh, 
that's kind of loaded too, and it's a bit more complicated than number just three that. was subsidies, right? Number three was the uh, yes, the the babysitters okay. and, and nannies program. Um, and investing in daycare and childcare programs. Now, I get that you want four, but out of one and three, what would you be most comfortable with? Because my preference is number one. Of I, Whenever I see an initiative that can help support mental health situations, I'm pretty okay with that. It's an easy PR win. I can spin that so quickly. That's the one I want to go with, but I want to know what you would go with out of those options. Okay, the, the uh, number one is the best of those. Yep. The downside right? for me, number one, is the babysitter thing. I don't give a fuck no, about babysitter. That's, that's number three. Oh, was it? That's number, number one anyway. is the yeah. mental health. Number oh, one just, is, oh, I thought it was both combined. Number one is tax credits and mental health. Oh, the number one for me by far wins because it has all the positives and none of the negatives. Number three has a bit of both. <laughs> it doesn't have all the positives oh, and the none of the negatives. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's, it's unfortunate that you're going with that option. And tax credits for parents are a bad idea because it penalizes people without children. Just have for kids. not having children. Have kids and you reap in all the benefits. No, no, Seb. <laughs> Some people can't. They can adopt and they will be able to no. with all these tax credits. Laws should be universal. There shouldn't be any of this. If you fit this you know, niche criteria, then you get a tax credit or you get a special dispensation or whatever. None of that. Laws should be universal yes. from the beginning. Universal and basic. Abound their income. <laughs> That's what it should be. I'm thinking number one. A basically universal. Uh, yeah. one. <laughs> but can we, can we stop, stop it? Stop it. <laughs> number one is not a death sentence for you, right? Like it's the second best option on the table for yourself. Yeah. Okay. I'm just making sure. Like, why I, would you not go number four? Because I want to help people that want help. So what's stopping you from personally helping them? Why do you think the government I'm needs one, to get involved? I'm one human being. I can't he help ten people. million parents. No, but you can help your neighbor parent or, yeah. or another parent that you know. Sure, I can do that. Maybe I am doing that, but I'm still going to get nine plus how million you, people asking for help on, after that. Hold on, how do you think that throwing money at these 10 million people is going to help them? Why do, why do you think that that's the only way to help them or the, or the best way to help them, I guess? In this case, because of the specific services that it's getting for them. Like it's not just, I'm not just giving them cash. I'm, you know, that doesn't mean they're getting the services. That doesn't mean they're getting the same value that you could, mm. you know, personally put that money towards. If you take $10 million worth of tax money, Ryan, towards some program and compare that to what the individuals representing those $10 million would, would, would spend that on or how they would, how they would finance it, that, 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 that solution, I have no doubt, would be better than any government solution of equal value. I just, because it's very personal, it's very local. I just don't feel like cutting. I, I, I know you're trying to cut as many taxes as you can. I don't. Think yeah, across cutting, the board, it's not just education. No, no, it's not just focused on children. It's all taxes, all services. I just don't think, given the problem that we've been presented with, cutting these specific taxes is going to give the benefit that you wanted to. I think it's too small of a pool. It's not going to be able to affect these people in as much way. They're going to be left in a worse situation. I don't they think... They might get an extra $10 a year out of it. No, I, no, 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 it. no, 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 no. I don't think by cutting these taxes specifically is going to promote better childcare or better health. It's by cutting all taxes altogether that will improve everybody's lives in the aggregate because they'll be able to decide how to best spend their money and everybody else will also be deciding how to best spend their money. Well, then it's, for me, it's a question of the it order of the It won't be driven by cut. some government bureaucracy yeah. in some direction. 
then I feel like it's more like the order that the taxes get cut that gets cut in is the most important because you're cutting off a very vulnerable group here before cutting off a lot of other people. So they're not going to get the benefit. They're just going to get the negatives while you're slowly rolling out these tax cuts. No, what, what negatives? You're taking away a lot of their money that they already don't have enough of. You're... What about the other people that are having their money taken away? Yeah, get to them later. That's, no. <laughs> they're not supporting no, kids. No. No, there's no priority in this sense. They're all... all right, Option one. one. Oh, I hate you so much. So. <laughs> I can I only ignore the move on signal from Zane so many times during an episode. You are so... I awful. will just say we're already at 40 minutes. <laughs> it's been a while. I... Don't look at me. <laughs> the look. government... Frequently panders to parents with boutique tax credits. Ah, just like the LNP. (laughs) The Andropolia Sentinel reports modest tax increase helps build better Andropolia. Wow, look, a better country. (laughs) We did it. (laughs) As a team, Andrew. And the press can't lie. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) We will enslave them. All's well, thanks to new welfare initiative. (laughs) Warmer weather on the way, forecast says, and Andropolia wins international attention the good kind. Oh, that's a new one. I take over for one week and suddenly you're the talk of the UN in a good way. Public health care up 100%. Yeah, there we go. Welfare up 6%. Lifespan up 4% as is government size. Niceness up 3%. Taxation up 2 as is compassion. It's a big one. That's and fine. the Human Development Index up 1%. 2% increase for his taxation is not that big. For us, saying that's huge. For him, because his tax is so low, that's still not... Has that bumped it up to 7 The effective tax rate is now 7 and 3 quarter percent. I mean, I mean for a 20% percent interest country. Frighteningly <laughs> high. That's, that's, that's an effective, like, 12, 40% jump. That is it's, so high. <laughs> it's fine. Talk to me when you're in the low, the low 60s. But <laughs> lifespan, though, that's a good one. What, what's your lifespan at now? Now, we talked about this recently in that the, the metric that Nation States uses has, has changed. changed yeah. So it has it did decrease down into yeah. the mid-30s. It's now sitting at 36 and a half. Okay. Yeah. Your lifespan's at 36. Yeah, it was in... It, it, it was, was like 50-year-old, wasn't it? It was in the low 50s, and they changed the metric. And, and ours and went up and it differently. Yeah, down. that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, your, your, your people don't have enough life to have kids. <laughs> Now, they, again, they get pregnant and they're just no, That's dead. why again, they're not earning enough because they're so young. Yeah. I think I think that is evidence enough that these numbers cannot be trusted because if all of a sudden you change the way you measure them, then are you suddenly measuring them the right way now? And you, yep. you, you, you were saying that the that the result was correct before and it's and it wasn't the right answer. That is shockingly low though. Okay, sorry, please continue yeah, about it. It is oh. a low number. Yeah. Freedom comes at a price, Seb. What's the point of being free if you're dead? (laughs) 50 years is the price. That's average lifespan. Seb, get on to your damn question. (laughs) She's still reading. Yeah, as far as the downturns are concerned, uh, not much. Obesity down 1.5% and the death rate down 3 That's it. I'm a fucking miracle worker. Mary Magdalene himself. Herself, me. Hi. (laughs) My issue is called genetics bring new life to extinct species. I don't think Mary Magdalene ever performed She performed a miracle. miracle. Yeah, she got... Isn't she... Didn't she get canonized? Are you thinking Mother Teresa? No, Magdalene. <laughs> She's Australia's first saint. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, I believe so. The prostitute yeah. companion oh, yeah, Jesus of Christ. Christ. Yeah. No, who's the Australian one I'm thinking of? Um, Princess Mary? No. <laughs> um, don't make me Dinosaurs, think. right? No, it's actually dogs. <laughs> oh. um, okay, I have not read this issue. So, Andrew, have fun. 
Scientists have announced they are close to a breakthrough in their quest to revive the feathered-bellied big dog, a species related to American's national animal, sorry, World America's national animal, that has been extinct for more than a century. This never would have happened under my watch. (laughs) I, for one, applaud their work, says scientist Daisy Bell. And not just because I'm the project leader. This is an example of how world American brains can mix it with the world's best. Can you imagine how wonderful it will be to have Featherbelly Big Dogs frolicking around the meadows again? I say full steam ahead and more government funding. So, please, sir, may we have Feathered Big Dogs, please? No. That's option one. <laughs> no, somebody who... No, you may not. Oh. Somebody who runs a zoo, right? If they want to have a display with Featherbelly Big Dogs, yeah. they can fund the research. We need our own John Hammond. No. Yes. Oh, yeah, John Hammond. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Yes. Uh, there's two more but options. no to, to taxpayers having to foot the bill for somebody's wet dream. Okay. Option two. This is sacrilege, says religious leader Howard Goss Grossman. These animals are extinct because God wants them dead. Cloning them would merely incur his wrath. If we proceed down this path, it'll be humans, not the feather-bellied big dog who will be extinct. So he's like, don't fuck with the big dude, my dude. That's also stupid. It is stupid, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's the Jurassic Park answer. Yeah. Yep. No, instead, instead of chaos, <laughs> it's God. Neither should you outlaw it, nor should you fund it, Seb. Well, option three, I you don't know what this says. dismiss so. this issue. This is not something that deserves an answer from you. Let me them. read option three. <laughs> now, come on, says Miley Nahasa Pima Petalon. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Simpsons. The only way I could say that sentence of a name. Well, well-known philosopher, you don't need to be religious to be unnerved by the, <laughs> by the top of this particularly slippery slope. Today it's big dogs, tomorrow it's dinosaurs, and we all know how that turns out. This research shouldn't be banned, but there must be strict government controls over its use. So I think we've found three options that you hate. <laughs> hey, Zane Australia's had dinosaurs for years, and it's been fine. That's true. Three options I disagree with. I don't hate. Yep. I'm going to make your life easier. Yeah. I'm going to veto dismiss and I'm going to veto the religious answer. So we have either let's support it or let's government fund it hard. You're going to spend veto points? Yeah, because I don't want you dismissing the issue and I also don't want you siding with Jesus on this case. (laughs) We all know that Jesus is famously wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm happy to spend two to take away the religious answers and option two and get rid of dismiss. So you're left with it can happen under government control or government... The government doesn't actually affect the research; it just it just pays for it. Either Fine. way, it's paying for it. Regulating it is going to be less expensive than regulating it. and paying for it. What? I believe so. One second. Didn't think so. I thought it was just regulating it. She's not going to ban it. She's oh, proposing yeah. not Sorry. to ban it. This research shouldn't be banned. It, it um, must be strict government controls over its use. There you go. Regulate it. It's going to be fine. less expensive. I mean, you shouldn't be doing anything about it. Let's get some government dinosaurs. Mm. Feather-bellied big dogs are dinosaurs. Uh, if they're feathered, maybe they're birds, like reptiles. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Genetic research is temporarily tied You'll up lead in world America. <laughs> no, and I don't well, care to research to find out. <laughs> um, yeah, so genetic research is temporarily tied up in government red tape. So what we've done here is the the ace win of I'm spending money on nothing. 
which is, makes me happy. Um, <laughs> tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Incomes rising, economists say. Avant garde uh, gallery popular, yet confusing. And, oh, Andrew, goddammit, jobless numbers grow. Um, <laughs> you were so proud until it was bad. Yeah, and absolutely. then it was Andy's fault. Um, black market up 3%. And then the next up is 0.9 ideological radicality. And as for the downs, the biggest down was a 0.8 and that's freedom from taxation. So all in all, it didn't do much. Uh, taxation went up 0.5%, which is not a huge amount. I mean, for me, it probably is a lot more than what he just went up. Well, I think taxation is always of 100% of total income. Yep. So when it, when it goes up 2% for Andy, it is at like 2%. Overall, yeah, and for when it goes up 0.8% for you, it's up 0.8 overall. Mine went up, I it's think not- it was 0.5, but I went from 35.4 to 35.6%. So uh, it's like I said, it's literally not much, but I thought my taxes, I thought my tax rate was literally over 50%. I'm surprised to see it as 35. Okay, well, we're already running late, so we're not going to check anything this week, but you can find us on all of the social media, or if you want to be one of the best people in the world, you can go to Patreon and get those exclusive episodes that get posted there once a month. I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards an increasingly educated future for some. I'm Sebastian, the uh, fearless leader of Andropolis. Uh, bow down before me, ye peasants, for I will smite ye- your faces. No. That's us. <laughs> I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next time, you tyrants. So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the same digestive system? Can my character have a pet? System? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.